The scripture that I want to take your attention to is Galatians chapter number four, verse four through seven. But when the fullness of time had come, when it is time, when the harvest, the Bible says the harvest is plenty, but the workers are few. When the fullness of time has come, oh, there's going to be a time where the reaping is going to be glorious and harvest is going to be so plentiful. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. Are you thankful that God sent forth his son, Jesus Christ? <laughs> Hallelujah. Without the son, we would not be redeemed. We would not have the local church today. Thank you, Jesus, for making it possible. God sent forth his son, born of a woman. Not just a woman, born of a virgin. Hallelujah. I believe in the virgin birth. And all God's people said. Amen. Born of a woman, born under the law, but he didn't come to just come be born under the law. He came to redeem us from the law. Verse number five, to redeem those who were under the law. That is you, that is I. But thank you, Jesus. We don't have to be under the law anymore. Because of the finished work of Jesus Christ, we are now saved by grace through faith. And God's people said, amen. amen and amen. So that we, so that we, everyone say, so that we. Oh, you're an engaged church this morning. So that you and I can now be brothers and sisters in Christ. We have been adopted into the family of God. Whew. Just thinking about that makes me just want to shout out hallelujah from the rooftops. I want to blast off like SpaceX into the atmosphere. I'm ready to go. Take me to the heavenly places. Man, I'm a son of God. I'm a child of the king. My Jesus, he is the Lord of lords, the king of kings, and that's my God. Woo! That makes me so happy. I can't even get over that verse right now. We have been adopted. Put me on your family Christmas card. Oh, come on. Go ahead. We were supposed to do it last year for Christmas. They're going to see an Asian face on your postcard, and they're going to say, wait a minute. What's going on here? And you can tell them, I forgot to tell you, we have an adopted brother. His name is Chantha Chim. What? What's a Chantha Chim? Sounds like chocolate chip to me. A little brown, but you know, he's all right. Yep, I found out this week that we're related. You and I have the same blood flow in our veins if you are a child of God. We have the perfect spiritual DNA of Jesus Christ infused into us and we have been made righteous before God Almighty. Wow. Wow, we kazowie. That'll knock your socks off right there. Whew. 
You are a child of God. You are a daughter of the King of the Most High. You are joint heirs. You are the apple of your father's eyes. God loves you. Every single one of you that he has adopted into this family of God, he just can't wait to hug you and embrace you. Did you know that our worship pastor, Pastor Randy, was adopted? How many of you didn't know that? Wow. Can you imagine if somebody did not love and care for Randy Miller enough that we would not have the worship pastor at Pathway Church right now? Let that sink in. That person that is going to be adopted, whether a normal family, I'm talking about the spiritual family as well. Right now, multiple generations, their lives could be changed if they got the gospel. And he could be leading worship somewhere at a church. Did you know that our very own multimedia pastor, Pastor Jeremy, and his wife, Lori, are waiting for adoption? Pray for them. We have stories of adoption. Hardys, can you just wave your hands for us? The Hardys, Brooke has had adoption in her family all her life. Asia, Africa, the Caribbean, that's all part of her family. And they couldn't have children, so they adopted two children, Eli and Princess Eden. What would it be like if these children didn't receive the love of a mom and dad? And that's why Compassion International is so vital to the gospel because they make a difference in the life of an individual and that individual can change the world because God changed them. Adoption is really special this week because without adoption, And I'm not just talking about earthly adoption. I'm talking about spiritual adoption now for just a moment. Where would, where would people be if we did not adopt people into the family of God? The heart of God loves the world so much that he says in Psalm 68 verse 5, Father to the fatherless will I be. To the poor, to the widows, I want to love you. I want to care for you. I want to serve you. Romans 8, 14 through 17, for all who are led by the spirit of God are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons when whom we cry, Abba, Father, the spirit himself bear witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we also be glorified with him. God's heart for orphans and adoption is clearly woven throughout all of scripture. The theme of adoption is throughout the word of God, not only to strengthen our faith, but also to encourage us to press for the needs of orphans and the poor all around the world. You know, Moses himself was adopted. And he changed the world. It was Esther herself during a critical time in history in the Bible that an uncle adopted her and she changed the world. 
It was Joseph, the father, earthly father of Jesus. It was not his blood, but he adopted Jesus into his family. And he changed the world. Do you see the pattern here? Do you see that right now we can adopt someone spiritually into the family of God, giving them the gospel, giving them the love of the Father, and they can change the world? Samuel was adopted by Eli. You see, the deepest and strongest foundation of adoption is located not in the act of humans adopting humans, though I think that's a wonderful thing, but in God adopting us into his family. This act is not part of this, some ordinary providence in the world. It is the heart and central to the gospel itself. God did not have this concept of adoption to explain to us how to be saved so that we can just come into the family of God. No, my brothers and sisters, God chose to speak to us as adopted as well being children of this new birth, of this second birth, of being born into the family of God because he wants us to practice the word adoption now into the world to get the gospel out. Bring children. But may I say to you today, adoption comes at a cost. It comes at a huge cost. Galatians 4 tells us about the huge cost that God the Father had to give in order to redeem us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. The greatest love was exemplified by a father who gave his life, his son, so that he may redeem us. Adoption comes at a cost. Ask anybody that's going through adoption right now and ask them if it just costs a couple, is that an application fee? It's tens and thousands of dollars. Sometimes onward up to $100,000, depending on the legalities that go with it. May I say to you, that's just a mere fragment of what it's, it will cost for this church. I asked, I asked because I wanted to know, how much on average does adoption cost? Anywhere from 25,000 to 50 to $75,000 is the average cost of adoption. And when they said the word $50,000, I thought that's exactly how much we're trying to raise within Faith Promise Missions for this church so that we can adopt more children into the family of God through our faith promise missions giving. So you're, you're, you're onto something there. It comes at a cost. God had to redeem. What does redeem mean? To redeem means to obtain or set free by paying a price. What is the price that God had to pay for, our, uh, for liberation and adoption? In the previous recognition of Galatians, Christ had to be redeemed for us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written in Galatians 3, the previous chapter of the Galatians 4, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. The cost of God is the price of his son's life. Adoption is a far impossible from the mindset that rejects children as an intrusion. Children aren't an intrusion. They're a blessing. 
We have families in our church that adoption is part of their process, so they go through another avenue called fostering. Fostering is another way to love and care for someone who is not your own. Behold, children are an heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior are the children of one's youth. Blessed is the man who fills his quiver with them. He shall not be put to shame when he speaks with the enemies in the gate. We have families who have adopted through fostering, who transition into full adoption. Praise God for that, but it comes at a cost. It costs you your time. It costs you your energy. It costs a lot of paperwork and pain and travail. Oh, the pain and travail didn't happen through a birthing process, but the pain and travail is spiritually birthing a new life into your family and incorporating them and loving them and caring for them and having a vision and a dream for them so that they can be something for God. Number two, adoption is a spiritual legal transaction. Literally, while adoption is a, uh, earthly adoption is a legal transaction in the spiritual realm, it is also a spiritual legal transaction. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers from this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you, remember we were talking about those arrows? Did you see the connection? Take on the armor of God. Take on the sword of the spirit. Take on those mighty arrows. Bring them on in and let them be used as weapons of spiritual warfare because, listen, these children need you to fight for them. Who will be an advocate? Who will be a voice? Who will be a vessel for the poor, for the needy, for the orphans? Who's going to rise up? Where's the generation? We're losing it. Babies can't even speak up for themselves anymore because people want to speak for them and want to kill them. Heaven forbid, that is not God's love. I'll say it again so God's people can agree with me in the spirit by the word of God. That is not God's love. What are you doing about it though? Are you just clicking like on Facebook? Because that's not going to solve any problems. But you and I have got to be a serious advocate for women's groups, for, for Christian rights that recognize birth and recognize life. And we've got to stand up and we've got to do something about it. You have an opportunity. It's a spiritual legal battle. It's a spiritual legal transaction. When the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son. It's the same process. When the fullness of time is during the birthing process at nine months. Do you understand that transaction? A woman delivers. In the fullness of time, God sees it fit to redeem us. He already has done that through his son, but now he's calling in the fullness of time, in the fullness of right now, this world is dying and going to hell, but we've got to get the gospel out of these walls. 
I hope you understand the spiritual uh, context of that. You see, if they pardon the terminology, but this is the womb right now. And God is trying to birth something within Pathway Church. And man, uh, the spiritual DNA has been infused in us. And there's an egg in here. And it's been growing. And it's been festering. And it's about to break loose. The water's about to break loose. It's going to happen. Out comes that baby into the world, and he is going to make a gospel difference. The fullness of time. It's a transaction. It costs a lot. And when that happens, may I just challenge you, ladies and gentlemen, the devil's going to want to kill the baby. Right before the birth, the devil's going to want to kill the baby. Look at my expression. Look at my pain. Look at my anger. Look at, my, look at the righteous indignation that's already building up with me. I hate the devil. Amen. This is evil. It's happening in our churches when God wants to work something great, but then we have people and doubters and, and haters who just want to stop what God is doing. No, no, no. The birth, the baby's going to be delivered. And he's going to do something for God. Don't let other people who don't believe it stop the birth. Bunch of red tape. We got to get stuff together, our act together, got to get to the hospital, I don't have insurance, what, do I, what am I supposed to do? Give birth because there are organizations that'll help you. Give birth because there are people willing to adopt you. Give birth because that is your baby. Give birth because that is life. Give birth because we love life more than we love death. Give birth no matter the costs financially. Because what is the value of a soul? We're talking about spiritual birth here. What is the value of a soul? Is it $50,000? Is it $100,000? Nay, nay. Eternal, immeasurable because that might just very well be the next president of Compassion International. Just might be the next pastor of a church. Just might be the school teacher that's gonna make a difference in the lives of young people. Just might very well be a doctor or a nurse that will save a life. So go, go on with your red tape. That's a very fitting word, fitting color because that red tape was already paid with the red blood of Jesus Christ who cares for you, who loves you. Number three, adoption redeems what is wrong. Romans 8, 28, and we know all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. Listen to this. God gave me this in the middle of the night and I had to go write it in my journal. Abortion. 
versus adoption. Abortion seeks to destroy the meaning of life while adoption seeks to give life meaning. May I read that to you again? Abortion versus adoption. Abortion seeks to destroy the meaning of life while adoption seeks to give life a life meaning. Women's Refuge, thank you for what you do. CareNet, thank you for what you do. Jim, special gatherings at our church every Saturday, right across the hall here, we have a group that meets, that we financially support, of people that are rejected by the community so to speak, because they have disabilities, learning disabilities, physical disabilities, and every single one of them are loved by God. Jim, thank you for what you do with special gatherings. Buggy Bunch, thank you for loving moms in Indian River County. who might not be able to provide diapers and food, spiritual care. Thank you for having Bible studies with these women. Thank you for loving people, ladies, loving families to provide safety for them and caring for them. You may not be rich on this earth, but kingdom credits are waiting for you. Barbara, thank you. You ladies are amazing. Because their work redeems what is wrong with the world and tries to partner with God to make it right. That's what adoption does. Spiritual adoption tries to right the wrong and says, we know what the devil meant for evil, but God means this for good. Number four, adoption helps the helpless. Adoption helps the helpless. Jerry, that's why compassion is so critical, isn't it? Because it helps the helpless. Those that cannot help themselves, we give a helping hand. Open your mouth for the mute, for the rights of all who are destitute. Open your mouth, judge righteously, Defend the rights of the poor and needy, Proverbs 31, 8 and 9. Romans 5, 8, but God shows his love for us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. God did not seek. God did not find us like an abandoned foundling bundled up in the front steps of a house somewhere and we were just irresistibly cute. He found us ugly and evil and rebellious. We were not attractive, spiritually speaking. Satan marred us, tried to get those to abort us spiritually, but God had a different plan. And you're here today, born again into the family of God 
because of him finding you and taking you in to his family. These are the ones God pursued in adoption, you and I. Therefore, all of God's adoption crossed a greater moral and cultural divide than any other adoption could. The distance from heaven to earth is far greater than the distance of me caring for the need of a child in the Philippines or in China or in Indonesia or in Uganda. God took the greater vast distance and said, I will send forth my son to be the first missionary to redeem my children back to me. I will pay the price. Adoption, number five, is selfless. Adoption is selfless. Every single person that adopts, it is not about them. Meeting a physical need. I just want a baby. The heart of that person who is now adopted is so big, so huge. The heart of someone who fosters is so huge. It is to say, let me make a difference in someone else's life. That's selfless. That is the same attribute of the Lord Jesus Christ when he said, I'm going to be selfless and I'm sending forth my son, my only son. Mark 12, 31, the second most important command of this love, love your neighbor, the same as you love yourself. These are the commands that are so most important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And the second commandment is likened unto the first, love your neighbor. So the question for you and I today is, what kind of selfless love are we exhibiting this week? that we can come together and say, for the sake of the gospel, for the sake of adoption around the world, we are going to make a difference in someone else's life. The path of adoption requires groaning, but the outcome is glorious. The path of adoption is groaning. It's tedious, but that life that makes a difference is glorious. Think about it from Romans 8, 18. I consider that the sufferings, the present suffering of this time is not worth comparing to the glory, to the greater glory that is revealed to us when the fullness of time takes effect. You see, that baby, when they mature into Jeremiah 29, 11, I know the plans I have for that baby. You might not even know the fullness of that, but God does. Adoption is not a decision or a tabulation of pros and cons. Adoption is understanding the heart of God himself. The call of adoption is the obedience of the gospel to the nations. So then, pastor, can you wrap up the message and tell us what are you wanting us to receive from this? While those, all those five points are valid, I want you to get these next few words as I close the message. To adopt is to claim a person as your own in an act of genuine and sacrificial love. It is a picture of what God has done for us. It is vital that we understand that all of us need to be adopted into God's spiritual family. God wants to be a father to the fatherless. So you've got to understand these five points of what adoption means then from God's kingdom perspective. As Christians, we're the bride of Christ, and God is birthing in us a privilege of adopting 
others called to partner with God in adopting spiritual orphans. So then what can I do about it? In your bulletin, we're introducing something called Faith Promise Missions. Take it out and read through it with me. Here are three things that on the very back of your bulletin, the very back of this, it'll tell you exactly what you and I could do to participate in what God is asking Pathway Church as a collective corporate family, how you can be involved. Read through it. Faith Promise is an exciting new way for us to support sharing the gospel through outreach beyond the church walls. And remember when we're talking beyond the church walls, we're talking about this is the womb. This is the womb. And we've got to go outside of the walls. Faith Promise is a funding opportunity. Our church helps support 20 missionaries and ministries here and abroad. Every penny, everything you give, given to Faith Promise will go exclusively to some missionary support. Our goal is $50,000. I like the number five. The number five is the number of grace. We're ready to give grace to the nations. And that's not ours to give. That is us spreading grace because that is the grace of God and that's who it belongs to. We're just sharing the good news with everybody around the world. So you have three ways to participate. One, if just 100 people committed to giving $20 a month, that's it, just $20 a month, we will have nearly half of our total. Wow. If we just gave $20 a month, that's half of the total there. If only 25 people committed to give a one-time gift of $1,000, that's our other goal, just met right there. Or number three, if you would choose to give something each week or month, no matter how big or small, it will go to support taking the gospel into our community and around the world, and it will help support missionaries and mission organizations like the ones represented here. There's no card to fill in. There's nothing for you to turn in. There's no tracking of this. We just want God's people to pray. How, what is God asking you to do to be involved in Faith Promise Missions at Pathway Church? Consider it. Would you all close your eyes and bow your head? And I want to ask this question in closing. Maybe you have not been born again and you haven't been born into the family of God, but today would be the day that you would be spiritually born again. This would be your second birth. Physical birth for you is whatever your date. Spiritual birth can become today, Sunday, March 10th. And you could be born into the family of God. You can be adopted. If you've never had your sins forgiven and asked Christ to forgive you and redeem you so that you can be a child forgiven of God, today can be your day of birth. We want to pray for you. We want to pray with you. We want to share with you how you can do that. It takes faith. That's all it takes. For by grace are you saved through faith. Just believe. Just receive. And you can be adopted into the family of God today. If there's anybody like that today, would you just slip up your hand and say, Pastor, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a believer. But God's word has been working on my heart and today I want to give my life over to Jesus Christ. Today I want to become a, a son or a daughter of God. Here's my hand as a testimony to that. Is there anybody like that today? Just slip it up quickly and put it down. Just slip it up quickly and put it down. We're going to sing a song. 
Maybe God would urge you to respond to what God is calling you to do in the life of this church. Maybe God's ministering to you right now that you would be challenged and provoked. The Bible says, provoked unto good works. This is a provoking unto good works. Maybe God is calling you to partner through prayer, through financial contributions. I don't know what that is, but God does and you do. He's speaking to your heart right now. Let's all stand to our feet, shall we? Let's sing with the worship team. And as we sing this, if God is working on your heart to respond, don't stay back. Move and act upon what God is calling you to do. This is an echo song on the verses, so sing this after me. From the ends of the earth, from the depths of the sea, from the heights of the heavens, your name be praised. From the hearts of the weak, from the shouts of the strong, from the lips of all people, this song we raise, Lord, throughout the endless ages.
from the depths of the sea, from the heights of the heaven, your name be praised. And that's exactly our desire of our hearts that his name would be praised from the heights of the heavens declared amongst the nations so that they may be called into the family of God. Would you partner with Pathway Church? Would you partner with God? Visit all the booths that are available, <clears throat> that are on display. Speak to the missionaries. Speak to the mission organizations. There are six represented in this auditorium right now in the very back. There are more in the cafe. Critical, critical, Saturday, 5 p.m., Secret Church. Secret Church, you're not gonna wanna miss this experience. I'm telling you what, listen, come see me and I will give you your refund. Some of you get that, all right? It, it costs nothing, but I will give you the refund if you don't, you are not impacted by the experience on Saturday. If you missed out, I'm telling you, you're gonna miss out because secondhand experience, there's nothing like a firsthand experience. You don't wanna miss out, it is incredible. I love you church and God loves you and be sure to tell someone today that God loves them as well. God bless you, you're dismissed. <laughs>